Winches and scallywags, rugrats over 18 years of age, prudes avert your ears and eyes. The Asylum Studio brings to you a show to bend your mind and implode your morals. Ethics be damned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chaos and Disorder. Oh, it just never gets old watching him bungle the simple act of pressing one button. Welcome into Chaos and Disorder. Woo, lots going on, Skullduggery. Angry, it's going to be an angry show, Rick. Rick, anger is afoot. All kinds of malfeasance. I have been wronged in so many ways, I don't even know where to start. So buckle up. It's going to be chaos and disorder this week. And I'm right with you. I have been wronged repeatedly, and I am angry. Yeah. Well, you you are, to be fair, you wake up angry, you were born angry, and you'll die angry (laughs) probably sometime (laughs) soon. But of course, uh, so you can go back and hear this later, check out everything at Chaos and Disorder on the tweeters, Chaos and Disorder pod on Facebook, and that's probably about enough. I don't really want anybody to email us. That's true, too, but thank you for Andy Frant for bringing us in. You can find him on Facebook and TikTok for shows in your area, at Bronco Swanson and at Real Rival Lovers. You can find all kinds of good music by them on Bandcamp and uh, Rival Lovers, at Real Rival Lovers on Twitter. That's my favorite read you do. Every time you say Bandcamp, you sound surprised that Bandcamp exists. Bandcamp. It's my favorite. Well, <laughs> now. <laughs> but the, the way now. you say it does not denote that. It's and on Bandcamp. <laughs> well, you know. A lot of people would look on YouTube, and you can find them on YouTube as well. I, I've done that as well. well. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, you can find them. That's what I had expect lovers from a everywhere. 70-year-old is to be going to YouTube for everything. Well, what's wrong with YouTube? It's for, like, old guys like you. Really? Since when? Now, pretty oh, much. Oh, just because yeah. you decided yeah. it. Okay, well, that's fair. It's just band camp. To hell you say, band yes. camp, boulder dash. Boulder dash. Well, there's plenty of you that. You know what? Yeah, there's boulder dash afoot, malfeasance afoot. I've been attacked. Skullduggery afoot. Uh, I've been attacked personally, you're going to hear on the show. I, I I don't even know where to start. So let's start. Let's start oh. with my weekend. Oh, please, please, go well, ahead. Well, this past weekend, yes. if you don't mind. I'm sitting there. Um, Friday evening, we really weren't doing anything, the wife and I, and, uh, we were watching a movie and my son, as you well know, still at home, he's 21 years old. His girlfriend left about 10 minutes before. Oh, I thought this was a breakup story. No, 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 she no, left. no, no. Okay. Well, good. You know, we're sitting down here and all of a sudden he comes walking into the room. All right. I don't feel good. Oh, okay. Well, and you're a very sympathetic person wow. to sit, just say that to. <laughs> hey, you know I am. Rub I, some I, dirt on I, it. I, get I, out of my I, face, I, Junior. I am watching TV. Uh, I have to yeah. assume the response was somewhere around But there. I can tell he was rather peaked and just not feeling good, and he's kind of stubborn like the old man, so no. I kind of knew that okay. there was something wrong. Long story short, we had to take him to the hospital. Oh. They had to yank his appendix out. Oh, jeez. And... Apparently, it turned into a complicated operation. Well, did, did it burst or whatever? It did not burst, oh, but the surgeon came out. It was he said it, they said it was going to be a forty-five minute to an hour procedure. Yeah, that's like getting a tooth filled, but in general, anymore. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're sitting there, and it's an hour, you know, an hour and fifteen minutes. Were you allowed in, or did they make you sit out in the car like a couple of? Hobos? No, he's in the waiting room. Oh, that's good. Yeah. An yeah, hour and a half goes by. It's about an hour and 40 minutes. It's like, okay. Now uh, you're getting a little nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You know, 
Well, finally, he comes out. Everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. Well, it just so happens, he goes, I don't know if this kid's tough as nails or just stubborn. He said, because this appendix had to have been bothering him for weeks because it was so stiff with scar tissue. Wow. That he couldn't move it. You know, apparently it's just kind of a little floppy thing in there. Couldn't move it. And he says he had to actually cut around it, you know, without, you know. No kidding. And it was like, really? That was something. Well, anyway, they had to keep him in there for an extra day. And, um, you know, we brought him home Sunday. Well, then, lo and behold, yesterday I had to show up because I had an appointment for my second dose of the vaccination to keep me from getting sick. Right. And promptly today I didn't feel worth a damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but but you're bulletproof now. You can you can lick toilet seats and so so get well to your son. What would you say? What's he? 20 21. Oh, so he's he's oh, tough. Yeah, as he's nails. fine he's now. Yeah. Pounding beers again already today. No, he was just, you know, he's but he's getting back to normal finally. And, and that shocker, third day, yeah. growing up in Rick Briggs' house, he felt that he had to wait until <laughs> scar tissue had materialized before he felt comfortable mentioning it to anyone. You know, <clears throat> so the doctor postulated he must be tough as nails, right? No, it's just there was no sense bringing it up pretty much until the ambulance was required in your home. Just a guess. I- I, I I I'm offended. Well, you you can be offended, but because his mother would never let that. Well, happen. that that's true. But he was afraid she'd tell you it'd be a whole thing. You'd have to turn off the TV. You're too drunk to drive to the hospital. There's a lot going on there. So and it was Masters Weekend. And, and to be fair, it was Masters well, Weekend. Yeah, throw that in. And and to be fair, and this might be why this show works. I would have not had I had a similar incident living in my father's house. It was going to require. Require a call to nine one one before I could work up the guts to interrupt whatever he was doing to tell him, "Hey, I think I might be dying here." So exactly, so that's so, why I'm like your surrogate father. Right, I'm just like your dad. Yeah, I don't like you. Stay away yeah, from it's me. It's kind of weird. It, it's definitely a weird, uh, unhealthy dynamic we have going like, on. Like, what's he doing over there? I always wonder that. Yeah, you know, I know we are set that up where we could face him, where we'd have to look. But he's he's got he's like doing homework over there. Or something. I, I think he's watching porn again. Well, the, I can't fault him for All that. Right. Anytime you start, so talking. how about you? You're angry. Yeah. My first sense of anger, there, there's several things. but Our other thing of anger will be together, yeah, I'm sure. But. Is a situation very similar to yours. Okay. So, I'm not anti-science. I'm not anti-vax or even vaccine hesitant. You are anti-civilization. It's kind of that. Yeah. It's in my life. I think we've talked about this on previous episodes. I have never had a flu shot. I don't people, Me oh, either. Well, no, I you. take it back. I've had one, got the worst case of flu I ever had, yeah. never had another one. It's just things I don't do. Now, this is something, nothing to brag about, but this is who I am. So several years ago, my daughter... We took her, she was sick, took her to the pediatrician. They tested her. She had the actual flu. Okay. And so in walking out the door, the pediatrician said to me, all right, here's what I want you to do just to be safe. When you get home, call your doctor 
tell them, you know, your daughter tested positive and I told them, told you to contact them and have them prescribe you, uh, what is it, Tamiflu, Theraflu, whatever the right, prescription yeah. one is for the flu. I think it was Tamiflu now, just, yeah. Just in case, because chances are you're hauling her around, chances are you're going to get it. Right. So this was four or five years ago now, probably. So I called up, called up the doc and told him what kid's doc said. And the nurse says, all right, well, hold on a minute. Let me go talk to the doctor. So put me on hold for a minute or two. Come back. Rick, we're, we're going to need you to come in. Said, well, well, why? Is something wrong? Well, no, it's just the doc isn't comfortable prescribing you something over the phone. I said, oh, well. Because you're not getting the fee for the office visit is why. That, that was my thought. No, I didn't get snippy about it, but I kind of intimated to that. You know, well, why can't he just do this? You know, her doctor said it'd be no big deal. Well, Rick, we haven't seen you since 2007. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> I so, am a healthy person. And that was four or five years ago, and I haven't been still since then. So right. the last I was at a doctor was 2007. So Good. I say all that to say when I tell this story, it's not because I'm anti-vax and I don't think people should go do this. Well, my wife... Uh, in her role is kind of prominent in getting people vaccinated True. in our community. You know True. that. I don't yeah. want to talk about her job or who no. she works for, but but has a very prominent role in this. <clears throat> and, you know, so she's been vaccinated for a long time, and she's been after me to get it done. And my stance has always been, I will when it's simple, when I can just walk into Rite Aid and do it, fine. But I'm not hopping in line. I'm not making an appointment. If it can be as simple as possible, I'll do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. So that is why I'm not anti-vax. I'm just that lazy and not willing to put any effort into it and just not all that worried. So she calls me up at work on Friday, says, hey, when can you get in here to work? What do you mean? I'm at my work. I, you don't understand it. I know you think when you leave the room, everyone else ceases to exist, but I, I go to work too. <laughs> well, we, we have extra uh, Johnson & Johnson shots, and we need arms. I said, well, I'm walk out in the street and find some arms then. Well, no, no, no. Come in and get yours. Yeah. You know? It kind of reflects back to don't feed the bums, right. that story we yeah. did way well, back Well, that's when. true. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to feed them. Yeah. Everybody knows that. They give them a shot. Right. Yeah. So... So anyhow, we go back and forth, and as always happens, ultimately she you wins lose, the argument, right. and I'm leaving work, and I go in and get it. So I go in, and so, Rick, your boy is fully vaccinated. I get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, one-shot gimmick. You know, the, the wife knows me well, never get me back there a second time, so get him the right. one-shot one gimmick, and he's good. So... Similar thing, first day, my arm just hurt bad, and then we had basketball practice, and I worked that out, and I was good. And then Saturday, I was sick as a dog, slept 16 hours, you know, whatever. That's not the story. I feel fine now. But what has happened since I've had this vaccine? So I came home Friday night, had the vaccine, thinking, all right, this sucks, but whatever, now I'm good to go. I come home Friday night, turn on the TV. The first thing I see is your boy, Dr. Fauci, saying on there, listen, when you get the vaccine, good idea, except for don't take <laughs> off your mask, don't go to a restaurant, don't go to a bar, and don't go on vacation. Yeah, 
So, well, glad I got that going for Yeah, me. Fa- f- we're vaccinated, yeah. so we still can't have contact yes. with people. And then I find out today, so now a mere 72 hours later, that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been suspended by the FDA because people are dropping dead from the thing. So I'm having a banner week. I am really glad I am at the forefront of America's vaccine solution here. And and the thing is, that the, the most prominent question that comes up you know, from that the story that you just said, can Alejandro and I have the equipment when you die? Well, you can have it, but I have no faith in your ability to ever get it to turn back on when I'm not around. Have you watched this baboon not be able to get the one button to work to start the show? I think he's asleep over there, quite frankly. I haven't heard from him yet. I mean, what you're going to have to do is convince her to let you keep coming in here every week to do the show and make sure nothing ever unplugs or turns off, and and you should be all right. Yeah, but she'll get sick of us after a while. I've been sick of you for years, Frank. Well, yeah, but see, that's just the way we are. We hate each other. Yeah. So. so so really glad I got vaccinated. You know, yeah. life's getting back to normal. I can't wait to head to a ball game and take my mask off and go on vacation. Oh, and you're talking to a ghost. Two weeks from now, I won't be here. <laughs> that's hurtful. You'll be with that. Yeah, well, that's true. I'll I mean, that giggle I and the, you're going, I don't know. I can be the giggling uh, ghost new sounder. Although, again, you won't know how to get it in the board without me. Well, but I have it, though. It doesn't really much matter. You're a ghost, and we have you anyway. And so then on top of that, in the middle of I that, don't know. I had a big speech plan, primetime hoops, got to the championship game again, thought we were going to bring down another title. I could brag it you up. You blew it, huh? When, he, I heard about this game. It was all the coach. Well, yeah. He was, he was lame. He had no game plan, no defensive solutions. Well, he was sweating. He had about 104-degree <laughs> fever because of his Johnson <laughs> John, & Johnson yeah. vaccine. <laughs> but So go down early, bring out the press, come all the way back. My kid hits a tray at the horn to take it to overtime. All right. And then we got beat 12-0 in OT. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's bad. Kind of apparently shot our wad at the end of regulation. Apparently. We're unable to come back. So, so and we'll know, take it in my altered state, in my feeble body, still managed to get it to overtime of a championship game. So good and you job, take girls. all of this. Yes. It has nothing. It, it doesn't even compare to the anger we are about to unleash from all the skullduggery and malfeasance. So do we do this now? Piled on. Oh hell yes! All right, let, yes. let's do it while while we're still pissed off. Because so. we ran, or what we thought was going to be a fun-loving, fair, yeah, you know, just with the podcast listening, NCAA tournament, basketball tournament. What happens is, and of course, we, we, we thank our producer, Alejandro, for really investigating this stuff yeah. because he was, thank you. Yeah, he he's apparently very... spent no less than eight minutes before <laughs> we went on air getting to the bottom of this. So, so it should be lots of good that, that is That is not true. I mean, actually, last week Yay! we were, we were <laughs> delving into what was going on. He was contacting other podcasts that we actually happened to notice on Twitter. Calling out some of these winners, quote unquote, of their pools. Yeah, so I mean, we have been a victim of skullduggery and malfeasance. Of malfeasance. Yes. Of just insanity. So we run the pool, we yeah. get the winner, right? 
And and I'm going to I'm going to call out some people right oh, now. Do it. Okay. If you recall the I guess it was two shows ago, because we still had two games to go that night. Right. And then we had the final four in the final, you know, that weekend. And I, what's he doing? Oh, is this where the boobs are about to come? Is that what you're telling? He's playing things on. He should probably turn it up. He's calling, he's saying shame on somebody, but it's not coming through very loud. Well, he always yells if it's over like two decimals, so. (laughs) Well, That's when someone's trying to talk and you're playing a movie, why wouldn't I yell? With nudity. It's a show. Shame. Whatever. Shame. Hey, you know, have you ever watched... <laughs> why did you derail it? We're never going to get the this almost, You knew better than that. The, the almost... It's on tr- me. On yeah. me. The almost truth of Monty Python. Have you seen that? I don't think I have. It's excellent. It's a documentary of the Monty Python Flying Circus series with the remaining characters that are that are alive it, it's excellent she's a bit of a good egg that one isn't she she's a silly goose she's a bit of a silly goose absolutely i remember saying that anyhow see we weren't supposed to look at it and get so, distracted he didn't warn us about he that does this. This show. He, he does this he does anyway but on that show two i guess is what four weeks ago now or no three two, two weeks ago three, two yeah, weeks whatever ago. whatever I mentioned the top three players. And then lo and behold, a winner came up by the name of Will Speckman. And not Will. It was something else. Matt. Nate. 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 That's Nate what it was. Speckman. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so right, turn that down. That's distracted me now. <laughs> I was getting names confused. Yes. Well, Nate yeah. Speckman. We'll get to Will. Please. Yes. And it was kind of odd because in the week before he wasn't mentioned. Right. Yet he won by 20 points. I think it was 20. 10 or 20. Something like that. It was very close. That's your, that's your material. It was, it was a very close tournament. 30. 30. He won. So if you had to the 20 and 10, you'd have got there. But the second place guy and our fictitious winner had the exact same amount of points the last three rounds. Aha. But he wasn't mentioned right then. So how did this guy win? Well, that's where Alejandro started really digging because we started talking with other podcasts who we saw. Well, there was a whistleblower, am I right? Yeah, we saw on Twitter calling some of these clowns out. And what happens is, I'm, I'm just going to preface it and I'll let you guys take over. ESPN runs this forum. You know, that that many millions of people probably get into. Tens of millions. And if you don't pay attention, the default for ESPN is they leave this this group open where you can actually come in anytime during the tournament and enter and change your brackets around. And how can that be the Basically default? at will. Like, I initially wanted to attack him, number one, because I just like doing it. He's rather attackable, you know, for leaving this thing open. But the more you think about it, it is beyond me that these right. things don't automatically lock, that you would have to go find a setting to lock it after right. the first game. Exactly. Everybody knows after the first game starts, you're finished. It, it, exactly, exactly. Even the broke dick site, it was locked to be right. with. Right, yeah, the one sense. that no one could get into yeah, to we, start with was locked. Stuck with that, seven people had managed but, to 
okay, we'll give credit it. where credit's due. We'll give credit to these assholes that really <laughs> had a lot of thought put into it on how to rip people off right. and win these little prizes. However, we're not going to put up with it because the, the people that actually listened to the show and got in at the beginning and had brackets running and let it play out got screwed. Right. But the problem is I we don't I can't tell who was who, who's legit. So so I think and Finkelstein will let you take over here. I think we ruled Speckman out right away, right? It, oh, exactly. Much he given. is done. Correct. Based on what he said or was there more to that? For the most part what Briggs said. Okay. Of course, no, it was all of what I said, period. Not the most part, everything. Yep, that. See, this is where I was going to let him jump in, but you can't stop screaming at him long enough to tell Well, he tell could have just said what he said, and then I'll take it from there. Ditto. <laughs> to weave the tail, but you won't allow it. Speaking of weaving. Okay. <laughs> You've got my attention. <laughs> this, this was a complicated web that you untangled for our listeners. I, I mean, I don't want to brag, but it was like 50% on me. So let's do it. Let's hear the 50% on you. <laughs> so we got a notification from what Flieger said, a whistleblower. And it kind of tipped things off. Like Briggs said, the only name that came up with a possibility of winning was Will Jones win. So Speckman just wasn't wasn't matching up things just did not make sense did we ever talk to speckman afterwards he never reached out looking for his prize or anything no no right? i got his address and so well forth. no i know yes. you did that was there ever then <clears throat> when the skullduggery was haven't heard a thing since. okay so uh briggs reaches out to will jones win at which point it opened the door to how many messages now would you say? Oh, a few. You know, when, you know, can I get an update when I'm going to get my pride? Do you need PayPal, et cetera, et cetera? So I go on Twitter and I look at Mr. Will Jones Win. Sorry, at Will Jones Win. And I notice he is retweeting 10, maybe 12 different podcasts and other uh, Twitter handles that are congratulating him on winning the bracket challenge that they're running. Like, oh, well, that's interesting. Very, very lucky individual. Then I get a tweet from, we'll say, an anonymous person saying, hey, kind of like, check this out. I got hosed by this guy. He jumps in, he looks for open brackets and throws his name in towards the end. Okay. Okay. So follow up with another podcast where they called him out and they actually... <laughs> He was hounding them for a T-shirt. Just a T-shirt, yep. yeah. Not even a fantabulous prize like we're on. No. Nah. Right. Exactly. So he wants his T-shirt. They start looking into it, and they're like, wait, wait, wait. You weren't in this to begin with. He claims, yeah, 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 I was in from the beginning. Um, can I get my T-shirt? They're like, they're looking into it, and they're like, no, nah, dude, you're out. Like, So then they started talking about it, and they said, if you can, if you'll come on the show – own up to it and explain how you did this. And essentially like the game that they multiple people do this are running. We'll give you a t-shirt. I haven't seen where he's been on the show, but 
Essentially what they do, they being a large group of people, look for open brackets. I'm assuming because of the default setting, which I think has actually just happened this year. I don't think previous years. I don't ever remember. Well, I'd never thought about it, though. I guess why would you even look to see? Exactly, yeah. So they exploited a loophole and were running around. And you will see in a lot of brackets where the leagues were open that it's one or two people flip-flop bracket to bracket to bracket to bracket. And what they're doing is they're going in like into the championship game because this open part, you can adjust your entire bracket till almost the tip-off of championship game. That's just stupid. No, that's ridiculous. So... um. You will see these people in all these tournaments winning, and I haven't seen where they're bickering back and forth, but Will Jones' win started getting called out by a lot of people. And his Twitter was created, was it nine days before tip-off? Is that what it was? I actually have it up here. I can tell you. Hold on. Um, it just says March 2021, yeah. so yeah, within right. that. So. That's not suspicious at all. No, no, no. The other, the other winner has had a longer Twitter, but nonetheless, looking into it, he then's getting called out by all these people and then blocks his Twitter. So unless you're following him or he's following you, well, actually, if he's following you, you still can't see, but if you're following him, all that stuff, then you can see his tweets, which are still him retweeting championship compliments with all that being said congratulations on finding a loophole congratulations on winning first and second place congratulations on being an asshole you both aren't the winners that's right because here's the thing Speckman, we we ruled him out obviously right you you did the math you were you were able to do it was impossible for him to win I was struggling with Will Jones' win, and I hope he hears this. If he keeps DMing you, just send him the link to the show. Oh, I am. Because I want this jackass to hear this. Because I actually just found something that really angered me. Okay. I, before we, I'll be honest with you, I was feigning anger. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. If anybody wants to kick up a fuss over all of this, there was no entry fee. There was no contract. We don't have to do anything. Right. Right. So come and get me if you want your hundred bucks. Ill-begotten your, gift card. Yes, the ill-gotten yeah. gains. You know, They've if if you want, never it, was acknowledged or thanked for. <laughs> if, if you want it, DM me, ask me for my address. I'll meet you. We'll we'll do the exchange in person. Yeah. All right. And here's why I'm getting this angry. So as I'm as we're talking about it before the show and getting ready, I go to at Will Jones Win. On Twitter, okay, and I see every tweet. I'm I'm thirty or forty into this. So this, first of all, because here's the problem with Will Jones. Let me back up. I'm getting too far ahead of myself. Speckman, we ruled out. You you had some fancy math, and we were able to do that. What made me nervous with Will Jones is going back and listening to the show a couple of weeks ago. You had mentioned he was in third place, which made me think, all right, maybe. Maybe right. he was legit, or you did know, something, or at least we couldn't prove something was a, was a foot, something was a miss. So, but I go through his whole Twitter by, uh, timeline is just him one month's worth, thirty or forty deep right. of hey, I won your bracket challenge. Please DM me regarding the prize. He just says this over and over again to just one Twitter handle after the other. 
So that's suspicious. Right there, I'm ready to throw them out. But still, I'm willing to listen to reason. So then I get to one from yesterday, all right? And and you see this on Twitter a lot. And it always, you know, kind of <laughs> brightens your day a little bit. Even an old, crusty piece of shit like me, this one softens me up a little bit. So there's this young lady, I, I won't say her name, although she put it out on Twitter, but it doesn't matter. It's those tweets where someone's just had their last cancer treatment and they come out and ring the bell. You know what right, I mean? You see exactly. that all the time yeah. on Twitter, and it's always heartwarming. So this lady tweets out four surgeries, 15 rounds of chemo pills, blah, 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 countless ER visits, time to heal now, hashtag cancer survivor. Gotcha. Another podcast subtweets that and says, awesome, comma, the lady's name, congratulations. First response to that is at Will Jones win. Hi, I won your bracket challenge. Please DM me regarding the the prize. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. F you, buddy. Even if you did win this, if you're that big of a piece of shit, that that's the forum whereby you're going to try to collect your T-shirt on somebody retweeting and congratulating somebody on surviving cancer, you can die. You can die. I will put seven Johnson & Johnson vaccines in your ass right now. If you want that prize dm us at asylum or at chaos and disorder dm us i will give you our address and you can come ask me for it face to face this this clown is finished yeah what a piece of crap that's where you do this i mean this one is me legitimately offended rick you know me better than anybody on this planet and what it takes to legitimately offend me this is where i'm at right now this guy if you please come find I'm fan Rick Flager. Not only do I have my hat off to you <laughs> for being such an ogre, because you can't offend him with a hammer. I mean, it's impossible. And, and here's the thing: it isn't about the prize. The fun we've had talking about this in the show content would be worth the hundred bucks to me. It really yeah. would. It doesn't matter. But this is the kind of guy you are. So not only are you doing this with just kind of smarmy, but it's good show content. And there's hundreds of podcasts around the country. We're easily able to kill 20 minutes this week because of this ass clown. So hats off to you. Great job. But when you do this, this is the level to which you want a t-shirt or a beer koozie or a $20 Amazon <laughs> gift card. God, I, 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 there can't be enough bad things happen to you at Will Jones Win and everybody at Will Jones Win. Tweet this clown and let him know what I had to say and what you think about this. Go find this. This was only a day ago he sent it. Good God, that got my blood boiling. And I'm glad. that This was that organic thing. I found that as we were going on the air, and I'm scrolling through his Twitter. It just infuriated me. You know, there's just nothing that I can add to that. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, you know, I usually like to argue with you and so forth, but for that. Whew. All right, so. I, we need to take a break. Yeah, so decompressing. Hold on. Before we do that, do we have any faith then in the third place finisher being legit? I do want to award this. My first inclination is just to say, all right, people can't handle it. You can't do anything nice for anybody. You can't have any fun on Twitter anymore. Right. You but can't I, don't, have... I don't want to do, do we know the third place guys legit? So you brought it up earlier. 
Parker 2035 was actually on the Broke Dick site as well. Ah, so he was an early... He was an early one. Now, are we 100% that he didn't go in and adjust brackets? I'm going to say we're 90 to 93% with a total score score of 1,330. That seems reasonable. Is that a Twitter handle? Uh, yeah, it's locked. Oh, and he's not following us either. I miss you, blah, blah, blah. Yes. You can still tweet him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm just looking, because even if it's locked, you can see where other people mention him. Nobody mentions this guy. I think we can feel safe in that. All right, so let's reach out to him and award the prize. To Alejandro, that is your job, buddy. <laughs> okay. Parker. Parker, whatever. Parker, 2035. All right. And please send this link to Will Jones when, please, please. And if he asks for it, give him my phone number. I'll be happy to talk to him. <laughs> I mean, we do have his mailing address. Yes, we Where's do. Where does he live? He's in Kentucky. We could get there fairly quick. I'm, I'll meet him in Cincinnati. Put a boot in his ass. What a dick. God, I'm angry about that. Oh, yeah. Well, let's I, take a break. Yeah, I think we need to take a break. All right, so this is always my favorite part of the show. Do we do we want to go cold? Do you want to play some out music? Do you want me to We just... have to go out music. Gee whiz. All right. So Got to have him do something, right? So, so, well, I got the commercial up. So, oh, look, he did it right there. So, all right. Well, this might be a long break, you know, maybe maybe a double break. I'm going to go cool off. You know, I got two weeks to live. I got Will Jones win heckling cancer survivors over t-shirts i uh, we'll be back right after this let's talk about our sponsor dead sled coffee dead sled coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is they are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional they offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED. 15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. All right, that was a much needed break. I feel better. Welcome back to Chaos and Disorder. I am Rick Fligger along with my octogenarian Twitter troll of a co host, Rick Briggs. I am so glad that, that you took a break, that we had to take a break from the show because you infused yourself with. Your little magic crack pipe nicotine yeah. and your, and your um, aspartame and caffeine, and now you're rare. Got, all relaxed. I got my nicotine, my caffeine. I got all my eens. I'm good. I'm ready to chill out and provide quality entertainment. See, that's the difference between you and I. All right. My friend Rick over here, he is... Now, like, we're... Handsome. Bo- we're both... Ang- brilliant. We're both angry and grumpy. Viral. But you are shaky high strung where I am melting laid back. 
Oh, yeah, when I think of Rick Briggs, I, <laughs> I think just, laid back. Yeah, you're right. I, I am. I, I just have no argument for that. Alejandro? You are the dude. <laughs> no, I'm not a dude. All right? I'm not the dude. It's just, you know. I can't believe on this air, after we've laid ourselves bare <laughs> with honesty, you just described yourself as laid back. I have something here that will make you chuckle before we get into the Masters, which we yeah, have we to delve talk about into. something, yeah. But at the time of his death, you know, Prince Philip died here this past week. Well, why would at that be? 99, you right? I mean, well, no. His full title was oh, okay. Are you ready? His Royal Highness Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, Earl of Marioneth. Baron of Greenwich, Knight of Garter, Knight of the Thistle, Order of Merit, Knight Grand Cross of the Order of the British Empire, Companion of the Order of Australia, Companion of the Queen's Service Order, Privy Counselor. How long does it take to send that jackass a Christmas card? My God. (laughs) Now we have kids well, passing to notes. Talk. You see, you weren't well, supposed know, to talk. We're we passing were. notes here. But I was done with my title. I mean, I, there's, he was the second person ever to bear the title Duke of Edinburgh. Did you know that? Well, but with the 17 other titles, which, which one's more important? The first being his great-great-uncle, Prince Alfred Ernest Albert. Prince Albert in a can? I don't know. Doesn't Prince Albert mean something on the sites I go to? As King well? Arthur and a king. Oh no, uh, Prince Albert is a piercing of the male genitalia. Yes, yes. I don't think it used to be that. No, I don't. Well, think I don't it think was. they did that <laughs> till probably more. That's I probably a more. I don't know why phenomenal. anyone would do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. You know, I saw and I didn't read the story very thoroughly because I was I was on the company dime. But I did see a story that apparently this Prince Philip guy right. was revered by some. I didn't know there was pockets of indigen. In, I never know how to say that word. Indigenous. How do you say that? Indigenous. So, oh, there indigenous you go. peoples. Yeah, indige- okay. indigenous people. God, okay. I sound stupid trying to spit that out. Well, B- you are BMPC stupid. BMPC okay. is really, really hard to pronounce. That's what indigenous. I've discovered. Indigenous people somewhere within England or the EU. I don't know what all that is over maybe there. Maybe Australia, maybe? That No, no. Oh. It was within their purview there, this prince guy's purview. Okay. It's, anyhow. All right. But he was held up as their, it almost sounded like they, they like revered him. They like worshipped him. Well, that doesn't make much sense. I mean, England has been around for... I'm God forever. Just telling you what I read. And right. so so they're in some period of prolonged mourning in their then they have to get together and decide who they're gonna revere next and they don't know how to do it. I just thought it was weird. Why do you have to revere someone? I don't know. It, apparently it's their I mean, thing. we don't revere anyone. Well, that's that's fair. I kinda revere uh Tiger Woods. I wish he was around this weekend. How about well, that I- transition? I, and I'm the same segue. way with Jack yeah. Nicholas. Wouldn't you have loved to see Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas in their prime against this clown show of a field this year? Yeah, it, it wasn't. I'm pretty, sorry. So uh, <clears throat> let's get to the Masters. That I want your impression first. 
considering you slept through Saturday. Yeah, but, you know. I, I slept through most of it here and there. Golf's got a problem, right? And the, just lack of, of personalities. Look, look, Matsuyama, it's a cool story, right? I was actually sure, stunned sure. to learn. You know, he was the first Japanese man to to win a, a major. You know, because you think, you know, how dominant Asian women are on that tour. I, I had in my head, I remember he had that, he collapsed on Quail Hollow. What was that, 2017 right, on PGA. Sunday? Yeah. When, when Tom, when was it JT1, I, I think, ended up coming up and getting him. I think it was Justin Thomas, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I had in my head this was not not his first rodeo. You, you know what I right. mean? No, I mean, he was ranked number two, I think, in 2017 right. in the world. You so. know, what he did Saturday, You know, what, what was interesting about it, and, but here's the problem. You have to look to find things kind of interesting about this tournament. You know, you had Rory, boy, you Man, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. It looks Talk like about Justin, golf purgatory. Yeah, it looks like Justin Thomas a couple years, or I'm sorry, just Jordan Spieth a couple years ago. You hope he can find his way out of it. That block of wood DJ doesn't even make the cut, which, which didn't hurt my feelings any. But there was no real personality to the tournament. And, and, and what was cool with Matsuyama was probably the most interesting thing was we had that small rain delay Saturday, came back out, Everybody else was leaving every putt short, which you just right. don't see pro golfers do, especially at the Masters, leaving putts short. Everybody but him, and he surged out to that win. So that's an interesting story. And then the kid and all the dumb jokes from Happy Gilmore, you know, made that little run early on Sunday, then plunked the one, or well, he didn't plunk it, he rolled one in the water, and he was done. And it was kind of just nondescript thereafter that Matsuyama played it smart, just played to the middle of the green, bogeyed his way out, and he was fine. You know, it was a cool story. I'm starting to appreciate the win more now as we go along because I can remember I was ready to come on here and have this big fit about, you know, the first thing Nance talked about, the only thing anybody talked about was Matsuyama's Japanese heritage. And I'm thinking, at what point are we going to stop, you know, looking for that? And that's the great story. Until you read more and more about the pressure put on him, the, the scrutiny with the Japanese media and the kind of the whole country carrying the entire country on his back. I've actually come to appreciate the accomplishment more than I did when it actually happened. Yeah, I, I'll go along with that. No doubt about that, because there is, from what you basically just learn, hear, read, whatever the case may be, there is a ton of pressure put on these guys from, you know, the Japanese people themselves i guess i mean they are more than rock stars they're more than hey they are the representation of the japanese people right and, and, and yeah it, it is a ton of pressure but let's get back to the masters that to me was barring the move that he made what 608 holes i believe it was <clears throat> in the third round to to get to build that lead that fourth round had to be the most boring fourth round of a major I have seen. Well, let's put it in the Masters that I can ever remember. I'm not taking anything away from his victory. He shot a 73. He did really nothing to, um, 
you know, really put a stamp on that victory other, no, no, no. other than the fact he that... He won it Saturday night and then just rode it on home, which that's, is smart. That's it. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think there's two problems with golf instead of one. Number one, I agree with you. The personalities out there are like watching cardboard figures walking it, it around really for the is. most part. The second, <clears throat> and I don't know, and maybe it is just the money, but I noticed on number 12, you know, the little short par three at Amen Corner. Beautiful hole, deadly. I mean, we, we've seen that a million times. But is it because there's so much money at stake hanging around third or fourth? I saw one guy in like the last four or five groups go to the right side of the green where the pin was, and that was Jordan Spieth. Right. Everybody else hit the fat part, took that 40-foot putt, tried to get that you know par and just get out of there. Well, you don't win golf tournaments, let alone the Masters, when you're five, six, seven shots down, unless you're willing to take a couple of risks. Yeah. And then when we saw uh, Matsuyama, you know, go over to green on 15, into the water, you know, man, this 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 is going to be a great story, right? And what's Shoffley do? He dunks it in the water on 16, the next hole. Right. I mean, that to me, that's just a, I can't imagine Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, um, you know, name a few other ones, you know, Tom Watson, some of these guys dunking in the water on 16 when there's an opening where you just gain two shots. Right. And, and then all of a sudden you just go up there and just plow it in the water. That's, it just wouldn't happen. And and that was the biggest disappointment to me. Look, now, I to know be fair, got, that Shoffley shot was kind of the against what you're railing, though. You're he right. was going for the pin. I mean, he missed, what, maybe three feet to the left, and that's what the, happens at the match. So the I give him credit is, for going for it. In a way, you're right, but, look, but think about that green. What do most everybody do on 16 green? They hit to the right, and it funnels down yeah. that hill, yeah, down into that aggressive. flat. Yeah, and he went right at the hole. And, I mean, I guess that comes with course knowledge. You just don't do that on that hole. You know, go right. up there, take the slope. But for the most part, and I'm not jumping on Shoffley, you know, in particular, it just really no one made a move at all. I mean, other than John Rahm shooting the 66 when he was, like, yeah. even to start the yeah, day. Yeah, he was so far back. He was so matter. far back. Nobody made a move. I don't think anybody was in the 60s. In the top, like, 10 or 15, no, other I, than wrong. Yeah, I don't know if the course played tough or everybody played conservative. I, I don't know what it was. And, and th- this isn't a knock on Matsuyama. But, Certainly not. But here's the problem. Right now, especially without Tiger, kind of with this new crop of golfers, one of two things has to happen. You either have to have a good, close, back-and-forth battle where it almost doesn't matter who it is. You know, it could right. have been any exactly. two guys – if they're coming down the stretch, matching hole for hole, that's exciting. Or the only time, really, especially for the casual golf fan, which I still consider myself in that group, maybe on the upper end of that group, but right. I'm still a, the casual fan. If you're going to have somebody lap in the field, it's got to be a real personality. You know, when Tiger Woods was winning this by, what was it, 12 strokes he won it by? What year was that? 
07 or something. Yeah, he broke Jack Nicholas and Ray Floyd's record. Because yes. it's Tiger Woods, it's still intriguing, even though the the tournament, the winner, is in no way in doubt. All of these guys are just kind of guys, you know what I mean? So if it's there was just was really nothing compelling about it. Golf is doing everything they can to suppress the only real personality they have is his bun in DeChambeau. And once again, we learned with all this DeChambeau. gross, once again, with all this, you know, changing the rules to keep him from doing what he wants to do, you find out this is the one course in America you can't just power your way through no, it, again what was he t exactly 40 something i can't remember where he was at but i think tied for 46 yeah, i mean I believe, horses yeah. for courses that just doesn't line up with dechambeau but even if it was somewhere where he can do that the, right. the tour is doing everything they can to make sure they stifle his personality so you know look i think we'd be talking about this differently even if it was two guys you'd never heard of if they came down the back nine went through a man corner going back and forth oh exactly you know it, it was this well played tournament by matsuyama i mean that he made that run he won it saturday night and then he just steady and cool and calm and just stayed out of trouble and won on Sunday, which I don't blame him for doing but it didn't make for a very compelling goal no i i agree and it's I agree. It's one of those things that if it was, even if two guys ran away with it, um, like you said, but if you're within one shot of each other going back and forth and boy, this is exciting. That's great. Or if if he just blitzed another 66 yesterday, something of that nature, but it was just, oh, I mean, it was almost gruesome to watch at, at times. Because anybody that was following this guy, look, Matsuyama did what he was supposed to. He was five, six shots ahead. You know, he's not doing anything stupid. Nobody charged at him. Nobody even made a move. Right. You're exactly right. I mean, Zatoris, I mean, God bless him, the the rookie. um, There's only been three rookies to win the Masters, and he finished one shot back. So, I mean, hats off to him. So, and, you know. To let you know, it was Horton Smith, Gene Sarazen, and Fuzzy Zeller, the only rookies ever to win the Masters. He could have joined a, a, a you know, it one of four guys to do that, but he kind of ran out of time. I think if it went another three holes, he may have pulled it off. It might have. He seemed to be unflappable in a way. I would have liked to have seen Hideki get pushed a little bit. You know, he just didn't get pushed Sunday, so he didn't have to push it. And to your point, yeah, no, he'd have been dumb to do that if he just fairways and greens and, and par right. that that's what he needed to do with that lead he had and it was Shoffley backing up and well Shoffley made that big run starting and then he backs up you know what would have happened if he got pushed because what I don't know you know Hideki strikes me as the type of just that steady golfer right? right and then if he makes a few putts like he did on Saturday he can get a lead and hold it you know you don't see him doing anything spectacular necessarily to win a tournament I, I could be wrong I'm, I'm no Matsuyama expert you know I haven't followed him <laughs> that much but you know it just feels like if he'd have got pushed and had to do something outside the norm maybe you know but I guess we'll, we'll just never know it so. would have been interesting let's well, put it that way but what I do find funny and it's always that that moment of of clarity with, with sports and it, this is a huge deal in that sport and I'm sure it's a huge deal to Hideki but here we are still waving our arms over ahead and going nuts and I just laugh at that pic did you see that picture they took of him in the Atlanta airport 
I did not. So no. he, he's just sitting there waiting for his flight. I might have been in Chicago. I, I can't remember. Atlanta. Atla- so it was still in Atlanta. So he's sitting there like everybody else in their 20s. He's got his nose in his phone, just pecking away right. on his phone, and the green jacket just folded over the chair beside him. It's nice. like, you know, we're, oh my God, the Masters. Nice. And he's just, he's going home and he's got the jacket and doesn't want to get it wrinkled. It was just kind of funny to me. I did really enjoy Like me, I would have worn that everywhere. Yeah. Well, I'm Rick Flieger, Masters yeah. champion, not Rick Flieger, yes. Fling it over the chair. I'm going home. I really enjoyed. Did you happen to see when his caddy replaced the flag on 18? Right. And bowed to the course. And, and bowed to the course. That was. Really cool. I, I I thought that was pretty neat. What is it? Because I feel it too, but I can't put into work, especially as someone who's never been there. What is the reverence for that course? I I get it exists. I feel like I have it, but it's what is? Is there some? Is there a history? A background? Uh, well, number one, it's the Masters, and if you just. If you historically try to look back and just, I mean, you can get on YouTube, some of these places, and just look at some of the finishes at this golf course, the collapses, the charges, um, some of the shots made, some of the shots missed, whatever. You know, the the legends made and broken there. I mean, yeah, it's just an amazing place. And what television really doesn't do it justice is... Have you been there? Yes. Oh, for the tournament? Yes. No kidding. Well, back in the day, you could just flap your superintendent card. And walk oh, that, in. okay. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. But television just doesn't do it justice what that course entails. You know, people say, well, you know, Gus is not that long or this, that, and the other. It's got tough greens. Those greens, those fairways, everything, there are so many hills. You have so many side hill lies you have so many downhill lies you have so many uphill lies the the greens i mean they tell the tale you've seen many putts on them where they're aiming 30 feet up the hill and then it breaks back down towards the hole it's just such an amazing place and you know let's bring in dechambeau it doesn't matter if you can hit 370 yards it doesn't matter right you have to cut the ball you have to draw the ball you have to you know, you have to have a such a delicate touch everywhere on that golf course. And, yeah, but, well, we saw Mickelson. He finished, I mean, he was right around even, something yeah. like that. It's just course knowledge. And, you know, nowhere not to hit it. Yeah, well, I think that's more than anything. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it's it's, it's an amazing the, place. Yeah, and, and it must just be that enough people have been there. In, because obviously it looks spectacular on TV. But I, I think I have the reverence because I'm whipped up in the hype. You know, I've right. never been within 500 miles of Augusta, Georgia. You know what I mean? I'd love to right. do it one day, but probably will never happen. So, But, you know. It's the Masters. Still it's enjoyed watching jacket. it. And, and, and now we have Kiowa Island in May with the PGA moving back. Well, they're playing into, that out on Kiowa. That yes. should be interesting because then the wind brought consistently blow 40 miles an hour yeah, out there. It should, it should be good. And hopefully. And gators everywhere, right? Is that Kiowa? Do they oh, have yeah, gators, gators there, sure. I wouldn't golf with a gator. Should we take another break before we uh Yeah, I think I've, I've got another 
another uh, attack. Another. Right. I've been I, wronged once again. I like attacks. All right. So let's. Uh, we'll get ready for that. I'll try to get my uh, blood pressure down. Rick will try to destroy the studio as he stands up, and we'll be back right after this. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com, or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania, and tell them Flager and Briggs sent you. Ah, my favorite eatery ever the chop shop go of course go check them out and big news breaking news whenever it feels like breaking apparently we've got to wish someone a happy birthday welcome them to the old man club mr billiam as i believe you like to call him proprietor of the chop shop turns 40 years old today Woo, 40 what a pup <laughs> Well, that's, that's one thing he does if he's worried about it. I don't know. Is he one of those guys who's all worried about getting old? Not even remotely. Because if he is, just know you're ne- nowhere near as old as Rick Briggs. <laughs> no. Ever. That's for sure. Ever. ever. Yeah, ever. And you never will be. And, and not to worry, because at 40, you're a pup, because uh, I'm at my age, I'm in my prime. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you hear him just... Thumping his chest yeah. in my prime. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you think prime means, but I don't think it's it means what not two days shipping. <laughs> Do you know what prime means? Or are you going to say something gross? What Is it time be you have winter? left, pal? So what? What's that imply? That's all How I much got. time do you think you have left? So obviously, I'm in my prime because all I got left. I mean, he's not I don't, wrong. I don't follow. I think I, that's, obviously you don't. I mean, he gets it. That's like some trigonometry math. Yeah, but I dig uh, it. That's some old man logic I can't wrap my head around. You're getting there. I'm, I'm You'll working. know when you get there. Ask your dad. He'll tell you. I don't think he'd say he's in his prime. Oh, he's in his prime. I don't think. Oh, yeah, he is. He's definitely on the back nine, anyhow. Nonetheless, happy birthday, Billy. Yes, yes. Hey, here's a quick master's fact I, oh, that okay. I saw. Did you notice or did you know that before the first masters, they had actually switched – nines whereas that bat the backside would have been the front and Wait, vice versa when did they do this before they started playing the tournament before the yeah before the masters but they only switched it back because what is it like 13 14 and 15 or whatever are the lowest parts of the golf course and the frost would never lift in time oh in the morning yeah that's, that's so, an interesting thing so they switched it back so we have the legendary backside of the Augusta could have been the first. See, and that would have been no good because the front is kind of historically boring. Everybody just seems to hang on there. You know what I mean? It's it's not easy to right. score on. I mean, it's all – Other we, than eight, I mean, that whole front side is pretty rough. Yeah, it's just – it's kind of blah. I mean, it's blah is something yeah. that Augusta can be, but compared to the back. So exactly. they got it right. 
So, Rick, my list of grievances continues. Good. Now, this one is less of a grievance. Part of it makes me laugh, and the other part makes me want to attack. And so, uh, let me just tell the story. All right. Please. So, have you ever been, we all get those calls every day from the people who want to extend our car warranty and fix our credit, and we get the call saying it's the IRS and we have to call them right away or they're putting out an arrest warrant. We all get those calls every day. Right. Well, have you noticed, Rick, that oftentimes these calls come from a number that looks very similar to yours. It'll have the same area code and the same prefix, right? So what I'm thinking happens here in Finkelstein, you may be able to confirm this for me. Do they somehow like parody numbers or something? They can, yeah. Because I've had happen to me twice in about since Christmas. The, the first time it happened, it was right around Christmas. It was we were we were shut down at work, quarantined. I was working at home all the time. It's just the dumb way you remember things, right? And I kept getting calls and calls from people saying, "Hey, I had a missed call from this number. You know, who are you? You know, what did you want?" I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I I didn't call you. But everybody was maybe annoyed but cordial about it. So then two weeks ago, Rick, this started happening again. I'm getting text messages saying, hey, I don't know who you are. Please quit calling me. I'm getting calls. Hey, I had a missed call from this number. Same thing. I, you know, Sorry, I, I didn't call you. I don't know what. So I think my number's getting parodied for these scams or something. But they're not leaving messages. They're not calling people. Well, one gentleman, Rick, kind of took it to the next level. Okay. And did this on my voicemail. So I thought this was going to be fun. The language is going to be a little salty, but I think that ship done sailed on this show, so we're not going to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So this is unprofessional. I think Andy Franklin warns everybody yeah. at the beginning well, of the show true. anyway. So I, I hope this comes through all right. Yeah, I'm just holding my phone up to the microphone. Not very professional, but in my altered Johnson & Johnson state, I was I was unable to load anything into Pulling the board. Pulling Finkelstein. Yeah, yeah, doing it the Finkelstein way. So I'm going to hold this up, and I just want you to listen to this voicemail. My phone keeps silencing your phone. Um, the next time you call me, I'm going to figure out where the fuck you are, Rick. I'm going to meet you, rip your head off, and shove it up your ass. Quit calling me. <laughs> so my first reaction is your reaction this is funny right right then i got to thinking i'm a redneck from way back all right so there's only so much you tolerate being talked to like that but i'm also 43 i'm getting old so i got the guy's number obviously he called and left me a voicemail so i thought you know what i think him and i need to chat so I called him a couple of times. He wouldn't answer me back. Whatever. So then I stew on this for a couple of days. Well, you know, you could just put a phone number in Google and seven out of ten times their name and address pops up. Okay. I've got this guy's name and address. And I know he thinks I'm some sort of telephone scammer, but at the same time, I don't think I've ever let another grown man speak to me like that ever again. So I'm thinking about going and paying him a visit. Do you think that's a good idea? No. <laughs> no. Because you said not. you're a no. redneck from way back. He might be a redneck from way back. Go back to get off my lawn. If it helps, he's from Wexford. 
<laughs> Never mind. You're good. So, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, a little pinhead. You know his. Go ahead. You know his fat wife was sitting beside him, and he said, "Hey, watch this. I'm gonna show this guy." So he's he's stunting, as the kids say. Do the kids still? Say Meanwhile, that? he looks like Friar mm. Tux. And yeah, for, you know, yeah. He's he's stunting for his wife. He, for his wife, he's a big tough guy. I just want to talk to this guy about it. Number one, to let him know, you know, I like him. And we are victims victims together of of malfeasance and skullduggery. And number two, if you ever call me, and he addresses me by name because he has my voicemail, so now he's not talking to a scammer. He's talking. How does to me. he have your voice? Oh, that's right. Okay, my yes, right. Has. I got you. Okay, and I use this for work purposes. Right. So he's got my company. I cut that part of the front where he says my full name and right. my company. Gotcha. <laughs> and so I cut that part off of the message. Why wouldn't he just Google your company? Like I, and know that you're not a scammer. Apparently, he thinks I oh, still God. am. I don't know. So I'd like to have the conversation where I say, "Look, we've both been victims of malfeasance here. However, if you ever speak to me like that again, I'm going to do to you what I'll do to Will Jones when if he shows up here as well." I don't know. Am I a ridiculous human being that I'm letting that bother me? Because my first reaction was your two's first reaction. It was funny. But the more I thought about it, it was bugging the shit out of me. The the scammers somehow got my phone number and called me from my phone number like three times. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to tell you, not speaking for me, I'm going to speak for him. Oh, you can speak for Finkelstein? Whether or not he would take it, okay? He gave me a ride, I, and I can't even remember why. Why did you give me a ride? Chances are you were died. drunk. Because my car, oh, car yeah. was dead. That's right. And you were drunk. He pulls out. <laughs> we have this place where you pull out of a parking garage, and you go up there. There's a two-lane street. It's one way, but you know there's two lanes. I know lanes. where you are. I parked way okay. in my previous life when I worked down there. I parked so in the So there's same a garage. place when, when the light is red and there's traffic backed up, most people that are intelligent leave a space between them and the car ahead of them because there's an alley that cuts back, and you can you can basically go across town through right. these. You know, I know these that alley well. Alleys, yeah. okay? the alleys. Yes. So I'm with um, Alejandro. Yeah, his, again, we, his religion has pull, nothing to do with anything. No, it doesn't. Obviously, that. it did not. <laughs> no. You <laughs> pull out. And I'm sitting there. I'm really not paying a whole lot of attention. But this guy doesn't leave enough room. And he pulls like almost bumper to bumper to this guy, perpendicular to him. (laughs) And he's like looking at him going, back up, back up, back up, back up. And he won't shut up. Back up. Or is he yelling this Back out the up. window or is he just saying it? He's looking right at the guy, just like I'm looking at you. Back up. Back up. So, yeah, I would have loved to have seen Alejandro get this message from this clown down in Wexford. So he would have. Me, you know me, laid back. Oh, God. Let me go with this bullshit. It wouldn't have bothered me. I'd have chuckled and went, oh, honey, listen to this funny funny, uh, phone message. But you two would not put up with it. So, so real quick, this isn't a scammer one. Um, There's this. (laughs) I got this phone call repeatedly from this person mid PA. And after like the third time of calling a like quick voicemail, like, oh, there's a, where's a 
click. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So finally I answer. It's this little old lady and she's looking for Gregory. And I'm like, I, like at first I was going to flip out and just be like, quit calling. Realize it's somebody's grandma. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm like, ma'am, I'm really sorry, but this isn't Gregory. You have the wrong phone number. And she's like, well, I have it written right next to my phone here. And she reads back my number. And I said, ma'am, I'm really sorry, but my name is Alejandro. Finkelstein. Yeah. Hermosa the third. Will you be my grandson? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my name is not Gregory. I went to school with a Gregory, not pertinent. Gregory Hines. He was a dancer. So. What? So we hang up. It's like a Hold on, I got to give him one of these. Sorry. I think it's a yay. A week later, (laughs) a a week later, she calls. Ma'am, I'm really sorry. This is not Gregory. (laughs) Nothing for like two or three weeks. Does this end with him cussing her out? Is this where we're going? I hope so. (laughs) I made somebody's grandma cry. No, it's like a month later, she calls back and I pick up and I go, this is not Gregory. This is Alejandro. I'm really sorry, but you still have the wrong number. And she went on about how to fix her phone. Ah, did you For, help her? I tried, but it was an Android, and I got nothing. You're a good man. I tried. You're I have yet to man. receive a call back, though. Unlike uh, Mr. Alan Bennett of Wexford, Pennsylvania, I just saw, called him out on the air. So if one of these 37 people who listen to this show hear this, let's track him down. Oh, my That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I am a ridiculous person that this is bothering me so much. No, I'm with you. Because what it is, it's not about what he said. Because, again, that's funny. Hell, that's just dinner conversation between the three of us, generally. You know what I mean? So he said nothing offensive. I'm just picturing, after I looked him up, knowing where he's from. And he's sitting there, and he's wearing his his too tight khaki shorts and his pointy (laughs) shoes and probably has an ascot and a big, fat, overdone, fake, tanned wife. And he's just stunting for her, and that's what pissed me off about it. Tight jeans. Yeah, he probably wears... Capris or something. Yeah. Loafers. Yeah, definitely yeah, lo- loafers. Deck shoes. Yeah. Deck po- shoes. Pointy loafers. Yeah. What a douche. I, Alan Bennett, the hell with you. <laughs> Did you know? Can we name the show that? Alan Bennett, the sure. hell with you. <laughs> Will Jones, when, and Alan Bennett. Yeah, the hell with yous. Sound Did- like my grandpa now. <laughs> was your age? Oh, Did sorry. You- Did ahead, you Rick. know? Can we go home now? Almost. Uh, I got a story for you. Oh, uh, okay. Because this is interesting. Well, I'll be the judge of that. That by October of last year, there were 33 bizarre revenge attacks by killer whales off the coast of Spain and Portugal, and it seems that they're not done yet. Revenge against whom? In a video published by the Daily Mail, the captain, Antonio Busi, 40, is seen fighting. I am the captain now. Is seen <laughs> fighting off the killer whales with a pole, <laughs> while screaming at them, "Piss off, <laughs> Mamma Mia! Get off the bleeping boat!" All right, now we have a new title: yep. "Piss off, Mamma Mia!" <laughs> what, what else? Other can we crew call it? members are seen throwing items into the water to try and frighten away the angry pod. Of four killer whales to no avail, and one large killer whale can be seen swimming underneath the boat, causing the crew to scream in fear. Another video shows the orcas threatening, threateningly circling the boat and breaching the surface nearby. At first, a crew heard a strange noise and rushed to the top of the ship, thinking they may have hit a container 
but quickly realized that killer whales were playing around the ship instead, trying to hit it. The killer whales finally managed to break the rudder oh, after geez. they keep, kept hitting it repeatedly. The orcas, orcas finally left after a flare was lit, successfully scaring them away. Usually they leave parts, in other parts of the world, they usually leave boot, boats alone, but off the coast of Portugal and Spain, they don't like them. Well, hold on. Now, this this might be... No, wait a minute now. Let's, wait, not, let's wait, not get... Wait, listen. <laughs> nobody harder, I get ready to hit the stop button. Nobody interviewed these whales. <laughs> we don't know it was revenge. They might have just been playing. True. I mean, think about it. If, they are big. They could have broken a rudder very easily. Yeah. They're just having fun, the right? The boat's out there. They're carrying on. They're not paying any Yucking attention. Yucking it up. I, I, I Maybe heard, had a couple of beers. I heard nothing that was a revenge plot. Like if, it, you know, the, the week before he'd whacked one of them in the head with a stick, and then they come back a week later, that's revenge. This is just whales doing what whales well, do. Well, I mean, Antonio isn't really nice when he's telling the piss off in Mamma Mia. Well, I mean, right. that... That's not being friendly. Well, to maybe. our friendly, natural friends. Okay, and again, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could, I, I could never make a. Did point. I get a yay? Yep, you get a yay for that one. I got to make sure the volume's turned yay! up. Oh, that, that's this show today. <laughs> Quit giving yourself a giggle. Oh. You, you don't get to do that. He wasn't doing it. That's just the ghost. Yeah, I didn't do anything. But again, you'll be doing that soon. They're co- I know. I'm so bitter. All the stupid. It'll be this. I don't know. All the stupid stuff I did in my twenties in a flu shot is going to be what takes me out. How indignant! How do you think I feel? Well, you're a miracle, of modern science. You should have been dead twenty years ago, anyhow. Hey, a poppy seed to take me out. Thank you. You've been playing with house money since Reagan was president. I've got no sympathy for you. But back to the point. These things are called killer whales. Let's stop asking stunned that they may try to kill someone. Isn't it funny how back in the the thing where everybody got a participation trophy, they changed the name to Orca? You know, because we we don't want to call them killer whales. They're orcas. But what they do, if, if... if a boat, you know, you know, figure it out for the size. If a boat just showed up in your living room, right? You might bat it around a little bit too. What's happening here? You know, this is where they live, and they're called killer whales. This, and they're what twenty five feet long, and I don't know how many tons, but they're tons. Lot. I think is the key word. You know, I've always wondered. I watch that dumb uh, fishing show. They fish for tuna. What's it called? Uh, Wicked tuna. Wicked tuna. I, I Wicked watch, tuna. Yeah. I, I, I watched think we that. Said that, and you'll see them out there, you and they'll be in. Right. Some of these kids will be like in fifteen foot dinghies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And they, and they get all excited because if the whales are around, that means the tuna are soon behind them. Like the tuna trail the whales and get the get the leftovers. It's like Finkelstein. What and, whales? Killer whales? Well, I don't know. Whatever whales are out there is like Finkelstein when he was in his twenties at the bar. He'd follow behind the good looking, successful guys and try to pick off what was left. That's what the tuna do behind the whales. We you know whatever food. 
they left to get it all pulled up and then they get at it. So anyhow, they get all excited and there are these whales jumping around all around. I'm thinking all this thing has to do is miss by three feet and you will never be heard from again. Right. You'll be at the bottom of the ocean. You're in- insignificant out there. But so then here we're writing stories, the arrogance of this author to imply that the whales had hatched some revenge plot. No, they're just doing what whales do. And oh, by the way, they're killer whales. So if somebody gets killed, well, you kind of had to see it coming. But this is off the coast of Portugal and Spain, correct? And Don't ask me. What really gets me is is Captain Antonio Busi, Mamma Mia. Doesn't that sound Italian to you? That's a good point. Well, maybe he's Italian. Well, I mean, I mean, why is he I, off the coast of Portugal then? Well, that's probably why he got the boat. Otherwise, he just fished from the shore in Italy. Males four to six tons. See, that's pretty heavy. It, it's probably that's, like that's big. The size of Alan Bennett's wife. That's big. That's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of teeth in that thing too. No, there are a lot of Alan Bennett's. I looked it up on Facebook. We are being very specific. The one that you are well, yeah, angry at. Did you ever see the video of the, I think it was a blue whale that sucked up a kayak? Like, <laughs> well, they're 120 feet long. No, a kayak's I like, nothing. I would like to. It was like, wait a minute, this is not a tuna or squid. You didn't bring up squid. They today. eat yeah, plankton. I'm sorry. They eat plankton. What's a plankton? That's fat. Microscopic, you know, Well, why would they creatures. just eat that if they could eat a boat? Because they smart. Don't, they, they're a baleen whale. Oh, God. What does that mean? God help me for asking. Baleen? <laughs> they, yes. They have, baleen is this giant filtration system that they have built up in their mouth. It's just this huge filtration plate. They come up and they take these huge gulps of water. And when they go back down, their tongue pushes all that water through that baleen. It filters out all of the plankton and the krill and so forth that they eat. It's less interesting than I thought. It's that stuff. Oh, that's kind of gross. It's like the T, the hangy downy part. The hangy downy part. Yeah. See, that I would have understood. But 120 foot that? long, they can do whatever they want. Well, yeah, that's just it. <laughs> Speaking of videos you have to watch, if you haven't seen it yet, search on Twitter. I don't know. It makes me laugh every time. So I can't tell where it's at if it's in the United States or in Europe. I think it was in the U.S. based on the cars. But anyhow, there's this, looks to be, you know, in her 20s or 30s, this, this woman trying to parallel park. <laughs> Did you see this video? Yes. This is the most fantastic thing. All right. And, and it's just not going well. And I have sympathy for that. I can't parallel park either. I won't do it. So she's backing in, backing in. It's not working. It's not working. So then this, this other woman walks up and stands in the space and starts directing her. Okay. And it still takes several other moves, but directing her in between the two of them, they get the car parallel parked. So then the helpy help the helpy helperson woman gets in the car that's in the back of where she was trying to parallel park and drives away. Oh, Lord. So if she would have just moved, we wouldn't have had to parallel park. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I mean, that speaks ill of me that I found that so amusing. True. But if you but see it, you'll laugh. That would you'll be laugh. humorous. I All would right. laugh. Can we go home? I'm yes, exhausted. I'm I think, ready. I think there's meat I'm out of for here. dinner again. I'm out of here. Go. Let's go. Get out. I it's up to Alejandro. Oh, we yeah. can't do anything until he does it. Yeah, he won't push the button. Why won't you push the button? Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. Of course you weren't. 
the show does sting. Well, I feel better, Rick. I, I think we got a lot off our chest. We solved some things. So congratulations to I don't know who who we decided the winner of the pool is now. I can't wait. To who fight. was it? Well, it's up to him anyway. Yeah, I don't care, but. Will Jones win. Some Parker or something. Will Jones win, F off. Alan Bennett, F off. Johnson & Johnson, F off. Dr. Fauci, everybody could just F off. You're but we'll be back next Emmett week. Emmett Bennett or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. Alan. Alan. Alan Bennett. Okay, sorry. The, the one specific Alan Bennett who called and cussed me out, not any of the other fine Alan Bennett's in the world. So you, we'll be back. Do you like Steve Ray Vaughn? I don't dislike him. Never had the All pleasure. Andrew? Yeah, I like him. Okay. How is that relevant to me trying to end the show? I just wanted to throw that out there. This is chaos and disorder. You're a jackass. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next week. Check out everything at Chaos and Disorder on Twitter, Chaos and Disorder Pod on Facebook. Until next time, maybe, if I'm not dead, I should have one more week based on what I'm hearing. We'll see you. That's you and it never world. Just say take care. Take care. I should learn to play the guitar. Too stupid. That's true. Plus you put forth no effort to do so. Does look like a lot of work. It is. Special shout out to Aaron. You got this. Hasta luego. Bye, whores. <laughs>